of 50 Days of Dragon Con, the podcast that, uh, you know, folds all sorts of different ways. And joining me, as always, is, I don't have a pun, Lee. Hi, how are you, John? Yeah, don't have a pun, huh? No, I couldn't, no I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of one for, uh, just couldn't think of one fast Silk Road enough, other than so. the, other than the, you know, the origami thing. Um, oh, no, yeah. yeah, that was that no, was the best work. one I had. I didn't have anything else. Um, no, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's okay. With a, you know, anyway. So, so, uh, yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I we have it's 21 days. That's a little terrifying. 21 days. 21. Three weeks, as we like to call it in the uh, industry. Three weeks. Yes. Three, yeah. the, the industry I no, that see, I like to call calendars. See, I'm not sure three weeks does any better than 21 days. Both of those are pretty darn scary numbers. Well, I mean, if you're a developer and you develop an agile, that could be the length of one sprint. So it's not really, oh, but then again, it's only one sprint. Sprint meaning fast and uh, three mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Really That's fast. Yeah. Really, really fast. Coming, fast. coming, coming. Yeah, coming to an don't Atlanta downtown near you. It, don't don't try to cross the tracks in front of us because it's a coming. Regardless of uh, anything that's gone on, it's, it's still happening. Don't worry. But you can also tell it's getting closer to Dragon Con because we had a really cool spate of guests announced just recently. So we have uh, Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, and Martin Cove. You'll know them from the Karate Kid and the new uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is, is so good. It is so I good. I have not seen it. I'm sorry. Oh, it I, is so I, good. I watch it? Yes, you should. It's a, it's a, is it, it on YouTube? Okay, so, it so it's on YouTube TV or it's on YouTube, well, it used to be called uh, YouTube Red, now called YouTube Premium. Mm-hmm. Um, but YouTube TV also, also gets their exclusive content. However, mm-hmm. I don't know when it's happening. But they are going to put all of the episodes up on just straight up YouTube. Um, oh, okay. I think the first season, um, it, they're going to only have it up there for like two weeks or something. But the second okay. season, which just came out, they're going to keep up for a while. And the third season will release and uh, at the same time, both on YouTube and on YouTube TV. So, oh, okay, wow, that's that's cool. That is very very cool. So that is awesome. Uh, we also have Jason Marsden, not not the other Marsden I kept saying and going, no, that's the wrong one, James. It's not James Marsden. No. It's Jason, yeah. who's been in a whole lot of movies and voice actor. Great to have him coming to Dragon Con. And then, of course, oh, the original Oh Captain, My Captain, William Shatner, is coming back and people are... The, the squee heard round Atlanta because a lot of people what, were very, very happy. What was interesting about that, I, I thought, I found uh-huh. very interesting was 
that they've um <laughs> you know how they always put their credits in the in the um bottom uh, when they put the they have the headshot with the credits on the dragon con typical thing is headshot mm-hmm. lower left yeah. hand uh corner or left justified the name and then underneath it their uh, their main credits that they're mostly there to to uh talk about here yeah. his just said captain james t kirk united federation of planets there you <laughs> go not even right. not even star trek anymore it's just uh, you, you know who he is we're just gonna you know who he is you know what he's been on yeah i mean i i remember him also from tj hooker oh yeah but yeah so yeah and so, go ahead yeah no i was just saying that's you'll you're gonna see more of these i think they're gonna be more and more people who are able to finally say yes or no um and you're gonna start seeing more announcements and that's great and even if we don't see any more announcements it's still an amazing guess, lineup already this so. is pretty pretty huge right now pretty darned awesome already so yay now we did get an email today we did did you see it no, I did not. Okay. I have not looked at email today. I've not looked at that kind of email today. Sorry. What's um, up? All right. So let me, let me, I mentioned it and then I have to pull it up because I forget what. Yeah. We're, I was about to go. Am I, it, uh, yeah. Well, basically it was saying that we kept uh, saying the, the, um, whatchamacallit. Yeah. This is great. This is great, John. Have it ready. Have it at the ready. Why don't you? Uh, mm-hmm. that the, Good job, dude. The hotel room, or the hotel room, the ballroom, the Peachtree ballroom is in mm-hmm. what hotel, Lee? Do you know what hotel it's in? Um, um, I do. Okay. It's in the Sheraton, I think. Well, according to, um, according to Michael or Mike, um, mm-hmm. it is actually in the Weston Eighth Level. Well, there might be two. So we're going to look up Peachtree Ballroom, Sheraton, Atlanta. Because it was actually, I think it, he was uh, saying the puppet, it was on the puppet podcast that it's in the Westin. Although I think, well, I mean, look, let's, let's be honest. So Peachtree, Atlanta, it's probably mm-hmm. in all the hotels. <laughs> there is possibly a Peachtree in each and every one of them, except I think, for the Hyatt, which is actually the only one that is actually well, no, the West End too. But the Hyatt actually is on Peachtree Street. Total mm-hmm. that way. So yeah. Uh I am trying to find that out. And I guess it is the West End because the Sheraton doesn't give me that name. It gives me other things. So oops. So maybe I guess it is in the Weston. Oops. Okay. So yeah, he says so, mentioned fifty times that it was in the, the Sheraton, but it's in the um in the Weston. So, uh, but as always, double check everything at DragonCon. Double check the, the app. Um, well, then, wow. Okay. I'm um, Peachtree Ballroom, Weston Peachtree Plaza. Uh, I'm going to also check out one more thing and we'll mention it at the end of the podcast. Okay. This will make you listen All again. Right. But doing that. So that's really good. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. And you know what goes on? You know what's in ballrooms, John? Um, chairs? Curtains. Curtains? You know what a lot of curtains are made out of? Oh, this is, this is horribly. I know where you're going. I and this is terrible. totally could not do any better. I could not figure it out, but you got to ask. Uh, no, what kind of, what kind Often of? Often they are made out of silk. Oh, are they? And- the director we have right now is the director of Silk Road at DragonCon. How are you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. How are you guys? 
Well, I'm doing great, and I'm that doing, is I'm probably... Not doing so, I'm not doing so good after that transition. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was going to be the worst one we've ever done. That is probably the worst transition we've ever done, Beth, because I could not figure <laughs> it out. I was sitting here going, there's got to be a way. Well, you couldn't come up with a way to well, give got, me a name with silk. Know. All right. Well, let's let's do this. First of all, Beth, welcome. Okay. Hi, Beth. Or were you going to call me like the Black Widow of... I don't know what I was going to do. Um, okay, neither did I. So, it's not like we prepare for this so, thing. What? So, so Beth, <laughs> you're, you're the director of Silk Road. So just to put us, uh, uh, to make us shut up for a little bit, uh, yeah. what is yeah. what is the Silk Road track? Um, so the Silk Road track at Dragon Con covers everything along the path of the ancient Silk Road from ancient times through to modern. So that's everything from the Mediterranean all the way to Japan and down into India. So at the Silk Road track, you'll see things that range from belly dance to martial arts, origami, just a wide variety of things because we cover such a large landmass. Wow. Okay. So so you, you even cover martial arts. We do. We do. We cover everything that is considered Asian culture and mm. live action film. Okay, John, John, yes. you, I, I'm, I'm really glad about the martial arts. That's awesome. And I think everybody should look into that. But I really want to talk about Godzilla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she said Godzilla. Who, who yes. doesn't want to talk about the king of the monsters? The king of so, the monsters and the most wonderful of the monsters. Right. So we have a guy who's going to come do a panel that's just all about Godzilla merch. And on Monday, we plan to close out the weekend with a screening of a classic Godzilla movie chosen by the audience. Oh, so there's actual there's actual several options and they're going to decide which one. Yes, uh, Tom plans to bring several options and he'll allow the audience to choose which one. That's pretty much how most of the screenings work with the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. We do a general discussion of the genre that's going to be shown and then we give them choices and they'll watch the one they pick. Oh, that's that's uh, that's very, very cool. So, like, um, uh, do you do any of the yeah. classic uh, Kung Fu um, martial arts movies? So that'll be included in the Instant Asian Film School panel. Um, so they'll have some choices from horror, comedy, martial arts, and again, the audience will pick which one they want to watch that day. And then we'll do another one that's just Asian horror. Okay. And everybody, I'm, I'm still not done with Godzilla because I am a huge <laughs> Godzilla fan. Um, I got to go back to that. Who's ever done with Godzilla? Oh, uh, no, no, well, no. Hollywood certainly done. isn't, apparently. No, it's not. It's awesome. Godzilla right. is awesome. Uh, you want to see God, if Godzilla versus Mothra, that's the one you want to see. Because not only do you get cheesy person in a big rubber suit stomping on cardboard buildings, which is awesome already, you also get to see this huge thing that it looks like all they do is kind of like throw it at Godzilla <laughs> in order to show the fight scenes. Godzilla versus Mothra. Awesome. Sorry. Okay, I'll stop now. I'm I'm good. So, no, I perfectly understandable. Thank you. Thank you. So so you also mentioned um uh other things such as belly dancing, which is not traditionally obviously um uh, Japanese or Chinese culture, but that's more toward it's still in the Asian area, but is that 
Right. Uh, it's definitely more Middle Eastern mm-hmm. and more Middle Eastern and Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, Belly Dance pretty much been the only representative of that area as far as Asian culture goes. And a lot of people forget that that's part of it, too. Um, we're actually including more Indian culture this year with a, a panel on um, traditional to modern women's Indian dress. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. Very. Oh, I bet so that's going to be beautiful. To sorry, to show. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you cover yeah, Indians? I'm sorry. Do you cover Indian cinema at the same time? Um, I wish that I had time to show a full <sighs> Bollywood film. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that it would take up almost a half a day of programming just to go through one true full length Bollywood. Yeah, they're usually it's they're Um, really, really long. Yeah, right. So what I'm hoping to do is find someone who can readers digest one for into a standard film showing slot. And hopefully we'll be able to include some Bollywood next year because, I mean, it's one of my favorite genres and they do epic fight scenes like nobody. And they also do, first of all, they do epic fight scenes. They do epic dance numbers. I mean, if you thought people just dancing in the middle of nowhere like La La Land was, La La Land was nothing. Go see some Bollywood, folks, because La La Land was a joke compared to Bollywood and how just people will break into song and dance it's just amazing uh-huh. and it they're is, and it's it also really gorgeous is. the colors and everything else it's just it's abs- it is also very very beautiful too the colors always there's themes and things like that and it's just beautiful so yeah mm-hmm. very cool very cool so um now are, what are you know john just asked about indian cinema but i'm also going to say mm-hmm. what other kind of things are you really looking forward to this year year because, you know, this is your first year as the director. Am I correct? That's right. Um, I, I've, worked with, I've been working with Dragon Con since 2003. Uh, I started off running signs to rooms and putting them on easels. And mm-hmm. uh, I've worked in some behind-the-scenes operations departments for years and years. And uh, finally, they decided to give me a chance <laughs> as a track director. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I hope that it goes really well. I'm excited to finally see panels for the first time in 10 years. Um, because yeah, to actually main events before. Yeah, you're actually going to be able to. Not only do you see a panel, you've also put some together. Way to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm um, I'm helping Kira Lang, the previous director, with mm-hmm. the Silk Road Expo. Um, okay. She's still handling a lot of the administrative side of that, but ah. she passed on a lot of information on previous year's panelists and performers, and I hope that from all that information and what I was given from guest lists this year that I've put together something that's really going to entertain everybody the whole week. That's and that's awesome. that's actually interesting because when you think about guests too, um, mm-hmm. first of all, do you have any uh, major media guests or, or you know uh, featured guests, if you will? Um, so the major media guests for Godzilla: King of the Monsters, the most recent movie that was mm-hmm. released, are handled through the main scheduling right. for guests. So they mm-hmm. are not going to be in the Silk Road track; they'll be in Ballroom. Okay, that's handled from a different. 
Um, I do have some guests. Uh, I have Phoenicia Flynn, uh, who is our belly dancer. Um, and, and then I have borrowing <laughs> Nick Eftemiades from the Skeptic Track. Mm. Uh, he usually talks about spies and electronic espionage because that's his job. But he spent several years living in China and Japan. He's fluent in, I don't know which Chinese dialect, but a Chinese dialect and Japanese. Um, and he also cooks and he's done martial arts. And so he's going to run a self-defense panel and he's going to do a panel on the history of samurai. Oh, oh very cool. Guest. Yeah. <laughs> I have another guest who's going to do um, myth busting on ninjas. The reality of ninjutsu versus movies. Uh, and, uh, let me um, um yeah i want to i'm so sorry beth i didn't sorry? mean to do, I, t finish up your ninja thing because i want to ask something about i want to tell you something about ninjas but yeah <laughs> okay. um yeah okay. so he does uh so sabatai musashi does a myth busting panel on myth ninjas from movies versus the reality of ninjutsu in practice what did oh. you want to say about ninjas? Well, okay. Because everyone so, wants to say something about ninjas. Actually, this except is ninjas. Just one ninjas of those, never say anything. Except ninjas, they never say anything because if right. you see a ninja, they don't need to talk. If you see a ninja, ninja, the ninja's not doing their job. That's exactly right. Or, or else it's the last thing you'll see. Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. But my six year old nephew um, turned six in February. And so my sister said to him, what do you want for your birthday? And he told her he wanted ninja lessons because he yep. was going to grow. He wanted to grow up to be a ninja. And she was like, there aren't really ninja lessons you could take. You know, we could we could sign you up for, you know, martial arts and you could do that. And he was like, no. I want to go to ninja school. There has to be a way to find a ninja school. And he is absolutely convinced that he is now <laughs> going to grow up to be a ninja and that there are ninja schools. He even told me about this at his birthday party. I said, I hear you want to be a ninja. He's like, yes. And mommy says, there aren't any ninja schools, but I know there are ninja schools, Aunt Lee. And I'm like, okay, live your dream, kid. All right. And my husband's like, you so are no help. Yeah. Officially, officially, I know of two. I know one that does Ninkage, and that's Master Musashi, who will be at Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. And I know of one who performs at Japan Fest and Momocon, who does oh. ninjutsu, and he's actually local to the Atlanta area. So oh. Yeah, they, they live in, right. no, they he don't really live here. He could live the dream. He could really live the dream, yeah, I know. Ah, they're not local. <laughs> They're not local. Don't tell him that because all of a sudden it'll be like he'll show up on my doorstep. I ran away from home, Atlee, because there's ninja schools in Atlanta. I'm like, oh, oh, wait, wait. I got to explain this to your mother. First of all, that you ran away from home how, however you got here. And second of all, you got to go back. So <laughs> that would be because my sister would be like, it's the third one. He wants to live with you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Awesome. I actually, though, I might need to bring him to Momocon or something else so that he could actually see some of this. I think he would really greatly enjoy that either at Drag, well, not this well, year, but I was going to say, there's, a, there's a whole uh, track over there called Silk Road you could bring him to. Yeah, I know. I could just, That's yes, true. that is true. Where we talk about ninjas and samurai, 
half oh, the weekend. He would and, absolutely, uh, yes, oh, that is true. And we're also going to have two origami panels. We'll have two <gasps> different levels. We're going to do a beginner level one, and then we're going to do an intermediate level class. And that oh, wow. way, people can elect for the one that fits their level better. Mm-hmm. And we moved it into a workshops room this year, so people will have tables to fold <gasps> their paper upon. Wait and... a minute, you're not just making them fold it on their lap? Right. Aren't you, aren't yeah. you the bestest track director? Yes! And it's a bigger room, so more people can get in. Even oh, better. Wow. As we talk and, about rooms, oh, oh no, and and more? There's one more. There's one more. And I have signed up for a projector to show the instructor's hands as he folds so you can actually see what he's doing. That is modern that, technology. Uh, that is wow. Wow. Isn't that, that fantastic? Is, that is amazing <laughs> yeah. planning with modern technology and everything else. Way it to just go! Helps to know the workshops people, it really does. Friends with workshops people, right. they will save you every time. All those, all those years serving in the background, meeting all those people, <laughs> is now yeah. paid off. Uh-huh. <laughs> all I can see is they're going. You remember? You remember we had a deal years and years ago. You'd always get your signs on time. It's time to pay up, buddy. I need that workshop room. I just that's that would be awesome. So where oh, I do I know this is going to sound terrible because I'm a track director, but again I I don't see all of Con. Where is the workshops room and where is the Silk Road room? We're going to say this a couple of times, but where okay. are you? All right. So Silk Road track is located primarily, and I say primarily because mm-hmm. I have things happening in other spaces, but our main track room is in the Hilton, down in the bottom on the Galleria level. Galleria 8. Okay. The workshops the workshops are held on the third floor of the Hilton and our workshops will be in 313 and 314. Very, very awesome. There we go. I know where you're talking about. So, first okay. of all, both of them are in the Hilton. So, you, you, yes. you're there. Right. Awesome. I'm, I'm mostly at the Hilton, yes. I do have um, we're going to do uh, the Silk Road Expo is Fingers crossed, going to stay in Hilton Grand East. There's always mm-hmm. a chance that it will shift around, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that it's in Hilton Grand East Sunday afternoon. Okay. Um, and then um, Master Musashi is going to be in the Hyatt in the International South Ballroom for his demonstration and in the Kennesaw Room for his Q&A session. Those will both be at the Hyatt on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, okay. And, so some okay. of things are so at different hotels, but that's okay. For, for large space accommodation. Um, yeah. But the biggest one is Friday night. I have a K-pop dance class <gasps> followed <gasps> by a K-pop dance party. It is five hours of learning and showing off your K-pop dance moves on Friday night. And that one is supposed to be in the Imperial Ballroom at Marriott. Have, have, you, have you guys done that before? Do, do you know if, the, if Silk Road's done that before? The Silk Road has done a K-pop dance party before. Uh, I believe it was at the Sheridan last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as director for another convention, I have run K-pop dance parties lots and lots of times. So 
um, I'm pretty familiar with the crowd and the moves and the music and everything. So it'll just be bigger. I was going to say Dragon Con. Everything's. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it was at, at Dragon Con. That must be a huge event. I mean, yeah, it seems like a. Yeah, I'm that... I'm expecting it to be about twice the space and turnout that I'm used to at my smaller convention. But that's awesome. That's great. So many yeah. people will love it, yeah. and that'll be great. And John, now I heard you go <gasps> about K-pop. Uh, is there you want to? I mean, this no, is just no, the three no. Of there's us. nothing. nothing Do you want to no, explain? I mean, no, it's no, okay to nothing. tell us that there's you nothing, love K-pop. There's nothing to talk about. Moving on. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Beth. Beth. Shh, we'll Beth. we'll also we'll also be discussing K-dramas. You must be watching. Oh yeah, J- Beth. Beth. If he shows mm-hmm. up in the party. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I will picture. I don't know what I'll give you, but I will find something if you get pictures of him dancing like a K-pop ah. star. Please, <laughs> please, if, please. If, if, it's it's almost as it's almost as likely as a spotting of Sasquatch. <laughs> Although I guess a Dragon Con oh. a spotting a Sasquatch is possible. It's pretty common. Yeah, yeah. you better. Yeah. yeah. Better be, um, you better be careful. Now you mentioned a couple times trying to move on quickly. Um, <laughs> He's got a the, K-pop. Guys, the, uh, he likes K-pop. The, um, <gasps> the I didn't know this. Silk Road Expo. What is the Silk Road Expo? You mentioned that a couple times. Um, so the Silk Road Expo um, was arranged by oh. Kira Lang, the previous director of the department. And it is a chance for con goers to come and put on basically a talent show of Silk Road-related talent. So it could be a martial arts demonstration. It could be a dance group. It could be someone who plays an instrument from Asia. It could be a dramatic reading. The application is live and available through the Dragon Con Silk Road website. There's a link there for the application. It's also been posted on the Dragon Con Silk Road Facebook page. And anyone can email me at silkroad at dragoncon.org. And I can forward you the information for the application if that's easiest for you. And and as always, we will also link to it uh, from the post over at theuniquegeek.com, uh, along with any other links that we talk about uh, during this podcast. So uh, any of those places, Silk, uh, Silk Road at dragoncon.org is obviously is the email, and um, dragoncon.org is your source for most everything DragonCon. So, um, all right, so, I have one last exciting thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Keep we're, going. Anywhere I done. have... I have say I have several panels that involve trivia and prizes. Oh, <gasps> everyone likes prizes. Are they K-pop related? I mean, not that I care. I'm sorry. Yeah, are, are they K-pop related? Because I just I'm gonna be there. There's a name that K-pop tune quiz show. There's going to be a general kaiju trivia show Ooh. to go oh. with one of Godzilla panels. I'm mm. just saying. Kaiju, kaiju, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Those are kind of awesome. That's kind of awesome. John, John, yeah. can you, uh, could you hum a little K-pop? I have Sorry. no, I, I, no, there's no way. Cause I would, that would, I mean, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, 
So what other, are, are there any other uh, panels that you're looking forward to? Any major panels or even minor panels that are just uh, of interest that, that uh, to you that you want to share with the audience? Um, yeah, actually, uh, Jason R. Merrill uh, is one of our fashion panelists. And he usually does panels for the costuming track or the alt history track. But I managed to sneak him away for a panel this year. And we're kind of doing a reversal of Silk Road influence on the world because the rest of the panels are influence of the Silk Road on the world, either ancient or modern. And this is taking a look at Western influence on Japanese. Oh, that's interesting. Very cool. Because you see, you're seeing a lot of revival of the 80s street fashion from the U.S. popping up Mm -hmm. in Japan and China and Thailand now. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how global influence has come full circle. That is that that is, uh, that is sounds like an incredibly interesting topic. Um, yeah, because we normally think of it going the other way, right? We normally don't. I mean, right. as Americans, we probably think we influence everything, but anyway. Um, but, but usually not, and yeah, but, but not, a lot of Japanese technology from the eighties really described fashion in the eighties, and so taking it and reversing it and taking Western fashion and applying it to Japanese fashion is kind of like having it call back to itself. Yeah. Mm, very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. And so we talked, you got, you already talked about, you know, that you did, you did your years moving around signs. So, but how did you get involved in Dragon Con? How did you even start? I was dating a guy and he had been going to Dragon Con for years and years and years. And I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And he brought me. And almost couldn't get me to leave the first day. Um, that was the last time I commuted in and out from the convention. It was yeah. my first year. I found a way to sleep, even if it was on the floor in somebody's room. I found a way to sleep at the convention every year since. Because I don't want to leave. And I hope that that's what Dragon Con is for everybody who comes their first year. Is that they just, they don't want to leave. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun the first time I went, and I just couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. I could, well, I couldn't believe how many people were there having fun with it, and then right. I also couldn't believe how much there was going on. And this is right. still, I mean, I've even said this, my first time, it was when we were only in one hotel, but it was still like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this was, there yeah, was we always only, something going on. Yeah. We were just the Hyatt and the Marriott the year okay. I started. Okay. And that was... Yeah, it was it was still big for me then, but now it's it's over eighty thousand people, and yeah. that's a lot of people. I have social anxiety and mm-hmm. generally tend mm-hmm. to panic in large crowds that I can't escape. And mm-hmm. people ask me all the time because they've seen me standing in line for a football game, start to mm. panic. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you go to Dragon Con? It's like, oh, that's totally different, man. It's just 80,000 of my closest friends. I just don't know all their names yet. There you go. Right. Yeah. And that's what it should be for everyone. I hope that's what it gets to be for everyone. It's 80,000 of my closest friends. I just don't know all the names. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I just... met them all yet. But yeah, at some we'll point. get there. 
yeah, got some years. And so how did you go from attending to them being a volunteer? Well, the first year, the guy I was dating bought my badge for me. The mm. second year, we were no longer together, and I could not afford to purchase my own badge. So I signed up the volunteer. Yeah, there you go. That's an excellent reason. Yes. And I roomed with eight other volunteers. <laughs> and our first, weekend, our first weekend cost us together um, what I paid for two nights. The last year I stayed at Dragon Con on site in a host hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So things changed a lot, yes. but yeah. mostly for the better. Mostly for the better. I really, I like watching the convention grow. I mm -hmm. like seeing cracks pop up that didn't exist. I like, oh, yeah. I like that everything's a little bit different, but completely the same every year. Mm -hmm. Well, I love it. I think, you know, you're talking about that. As, as you said, you have social anxiety. I'm um, an extrovert, so I don't have social anxiety. Um, yes, John, don't. John, I'm sorry. Were you laughing at something? Nope, not at all. John? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so as I call myself, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, an energy vampire. I get my energy from other people and I give it out and all of that. By the end of Dragon Con, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to <laughs> see anybody. I I need I need some quiet time. But just while I'm me. there, it's awesome, and I just I love it, and I just go <laughs> go on and on and on and on. And yeah, you that's how I keep going. But it's wonderful, and I think that's always what's interesting is because I know other people who have social anxiety or just also they don't like to feel. I don't want to say claustrophobic, but they don't want to feel like they're in a tight space. They don't have like a personal bubble and mm -hmm. they are still. And I'm like, how do you do? And they're like, actually, for this, I figure out a way to get through it myself, but then I'm OK with it. And I then keep going on. So I think because it is it's all your friends that you haven't met yet. And it's the it's a geek family reunion. I've called it that for years because there are people mm -hmm. I only see once a year. But it makes mm -hmm. me so happy to see them. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of them I like a little more than maybe some family. You never know. But I would never say that. No, not at all. Out loud. <laughs> Somewhere. Don't worry. John? No, no one's listening. <laughs> no, um, good, good to know. <laughs> um, all right. So are there any other panels uh, before we move on to our, our next part of this, this podcast here? No, I think that's. Well, summary of my oh oh yeah oh. no I have one more oh, oh, great, great, great. Wheel. okay so we've never had Thursday programming in the Silk Road track before mm -hmm. I got permission to add one thing oh. I had to make sure that I could still go to wrestling and get to it on time <laughs> so it starts oh yes all right it starts after Dragon Con wrestling and will end before the drum circle is over. Ta-da! Well, well. Ta-da! I'm right in the middle. I'm wedging in a yeah. kaiju improv theater. Well, oh, we okay. Now you have to explain that. Movie. Oh, I'm just like, I, first of all, I've already or, heard kaiju and theater. That middle word makes me a little nervous. But yeah. Oh, please. What is this? Oh, yeah. So we will have a pause button and wandering microphones for shout out improv commentary. 
Oh. It will not happen until 10 p.m. It may involve adult language because of audience participation. But that should be yeah. strongly discouraged, and we will do our best to keep it family-friendly because uh, yeah. everything should be. But, yeah, it, it should be yeah. interesting. Now, but when you say it's kaiju... So are they going to be mm-hmm. dressed up like kaiju or does it have to be something like Godzilla so dancing gonna, through a field? So he's going to show the Jason is going to show something kaiju, something involving Asian movie monsters. Okay. And he will pause it for MST3K style commentary from the audience. Ah, there we go. So, so it's it's projected, and then then the audience inputs their own uh, commentary slash funny bits slash. Oh, uh, okay. Humor. Yes, thank you, John. Yes, Say I got me you with the description. <laughs> no, I, well, I like that it's right. kaiju movies, MST three K kaiju movies, but yeah. you're the MST three K people. Now you said before right. the drum circle go. ends, so it's going to end sometime before Monday at six a.m. Is that what you're telling me? Right. Yeah. No. Um, well, technically, mm-hmm. unless it's scheduled to start after 2 a.m. for some reason, because we have some things that are technically early morning that start at 2.30 a.m., mm-hmm. technically our night ends at 2 a.m. Okay. So, in theory, everything should stop at 2 a.m. It's really up to the hotel when they shut the door. But in theory, the mm-hmm. drum circle is supposed to end at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, of course. Now here's right. just moves out the hall. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know that. I thought the drum circle just kept going for the entirety of Dragon Con. Okay, so there but right. but you do yeah. mention you do mention two things. The hall and then it moves back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do mention two things though. Two things that I have mm-hmm. never seen at Dragon Con in all the years I've gone, which are and I've oh. always wanted to, the drum circle. I've never been able to find it. I don't know where it is. I mean, I've heard Okay. You know, like three or four people playing drums, like, but that wasn't the drum circle as I understand it. Um, and two, wrestling, which I've always wanted to go watch, but I never have known where it is. Wrestling, Centennial one through four, five, I don't know how many Centennials there are. It's Centennial Ballroom in the Hyatt, which is the ballroom that's right next to the pool. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes up the whole thing, and the line really does start an hour ahead, and it really does go out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of the most packed events at Dragon Con every year. Um, they had Sting in China last year or the year before, I can't remember. And they were supposed to have Ric Flair a couple years ago, but yeah, he had no a heart issue and ended up in the hospital instead, unfortunately. But um, yeah, they've been they've been pulling in more and more um, big name classic wrestlers to come in and make appearances, and that's pretty cool. And um, Phantom Troublemaker from the Needless Things podcast mm-hmm. does mm. the announcing during the matches. And when I can be there for the last ten years or so, I ring the bell. Oh, awesome! Oh, wow! You're you're really important. No. Yes, you uh, are. I can, a, I can take a cue is what I can do. <laughs> and uh, that's about all it takes. But um, yeah, uh, no, the ref calls it and just he tells me when to ring the bell and, and I, I hit the bell. That's that's about it. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I get to sit at the front table and uh, 
I got to throw a podcaster one year because he'd never been thrown before and um, none of the wrestlers would do it. So hmm. I did. Wow. How did you so that? Was uh, how did you do oh, that? I have, well, I have over 20 years experience in martial arts. I've Hell been yeah. a wrestling fan my whole life. And okay. so I, I know some moves. You know some moves. I mean, I was just wondering, like you threw, as in I threw them out of the room, because oh, a like lot I of podcasters do. get thrown out of a room, but you're <laughs> actually in the ring. He yeah, wanted somebody to throw him on the ground, so I did a hip wheel. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. He's like, good job. On the ground. Now, now, did, like, okay. did the other did Bump. did the you know, because you know there 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 are ways of throwing people that um are assisted and, and planned by the person Correct. being thrown were were yeah. they trained well enough to know how to land and how to uh control he their fall? was not and that's why i did a hip wheel because okay. um doing a hip wheel i have complete control over mm -hmm. his balance through the whole throw mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when i go down to my knee because i trained in judo i was about ready to so say that when yeah, I judo, down right? to yeah. my knee i still have all of his weight balanced on my hip until i actually get that first knee down to the ground and then i'm just rolling him off my hip onto the floor so at that mm -hmm. point you shouldn't feel anything. Um, I didn't knock the wind out of him. He was surprised, but he was laughing the whole way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it was good. It was good film. <laughs> John, John, why don't you go to wrestling and let Beth do that to you this year? Nah, that's okay. <laughs> no, well, I mean, going, going to wrestling, yes. Pro, pro wrestling. Well, hey, hey I'm pro wrestling. Um, I am pro wrestling. Being thrown, uh, not not anymore. I I I wasn't. I took judo. That's okay. I'm retired. <laughs> I, Darn it. I practiced judo for a couple of years uh, in, when I was mm -hmm. in, in uh, Tallahassee. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I although of the mm -hmm. martial arts that I have uh, worked in, you know, briefly. And by the way, no, no, in no way am I any sort of expert in any of them. Um, it was probably the one that I associated with the most as well, you know, as far as being um, enjoyable to me. Uh, right. I did some um, Taekwondo for a while and I did um, Aikido, um, but I really mm -hmm. liked judo, really liked judo. Yeah, I, I trained in judo for a little while because the Olympic judo team from Brazil was housed here in Macon during the Olympics in Atlanta mm -hmm. in 96. And so I was in high school and they were practicing in my high school cafeteria over the summer. So I was there every day with the Brazilian Olympic judo team and helped recruit a middle Georgia judo team and mm. practice at the boys and girls club. And, you know, it was it was lots of fun. Um, but eventually the instructor had to stop teaching classes because he was having back and hip issues and just kind of fell apart. Um, but mm -hmm. my husband is a black belt in Okinawan karate, and it's all the same body mechanics. It's all the same throws. I just had to learn some kicks and punches to go with it and weapons because we didn't do any of that in judo. So mm -hmm. that's, okay. that's pretty much my whole background. Um, but I did spend a few years working at a Hapkido school, and that's a traditional oh, yeah. um, Korean style. And it's, okay. it's the Korean style that's most like Aikido. So it's mm -hmm. a lot less jumps and kicks as taekwondo and a lot more um 
body mechanics, joint locks, things like that for my. Yeah, cool. Um, oh. And and the the demonstrations that you said you are, you mentioned earlier, uh, martial arts demonstrations, mm-hmm. um, are all those in the room? I know that one of them you mentioned was outside of the outside of your main room, but no, are other ones that's... in your room? So, yeah, so Master Musashi with the ninja panel will be in a larger space. Yeah. So will the Jodo, which is uh, short staff fighting. It's a Japanese mm-hmm. fighting style. Mm-hmm. That one has a, a larger space as well. Um, I want to say that that's also going to be an international set um, because of the ceiling. Uh, well, and every, well, um, as we say these things right now, we are talking about rooms that we anticipate and plan for them to be into, but do check the app closer to con right at con to see if the rooms have, the are still there. Yeah. Yes. It could change the day of nothing is set in stone until nope. after <laughs> it has happened. That is mm-hmm. the depth of dragon con. As, oh, it's not knows. real until it's already happened. As someone so who has delivered signs, you certainly know that. that I'm going to have a cancellation or there's yeah. a chance that I'm going to have somebody who gets ill or I'm going to have a chance. There's a chance they're going to have to move it to a new space. I understand that. I certainly hope that the con goers understand that sometimes the logistics of these things, they have to change a little bit, but we'll mm-hmm. keep everybody posted as quickly as possible We'll make sure that the Daily Dragon has our updates and that everything gets updated in the app as quickly as possible if anything changes at all. There you go. And before we go to that thing John wants to do, um, what are you guys doing in Silk Road for charity? Because John and I always talk charity, so we always like to ask people. So what's up for you guys? So the Dragon Con official charity this year is the American Heart Association, and I wholeheartedly support that. So we'll have a donation box for the American Heart Association in Silk Road Track. Yay. So, so give your, your money. Remember. Yes. Throw your dollars. Dollars is good. You can even yeah. fold them up. Go to and, lunch. Break a 20. Yeah. Bring what's left. That's Yeah. That's and you do a little yeah. origami on them and throw them in the bucket. Oh, yeah. There you go. You little that, Actually, we probably shouldn't say to do the origami because Regina helps count that money. <laughs> well, well then, certainly, <laughs> certainly do the origami then. No, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you are not a track director. Beth and I did not uh, agree. When's, to this when, when's, her, when's her podcast again? I'm going to be right conveniently gone, gone that day. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I scheduled it right. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, Beth, this is awesome. This all, That sounds great. And yay. Give your money. Okay. Remember, give us your money. I'm not going to sing and any more And rate us in the app. Oh, and, and rate, rate us and in, rate the in the app. app. Yes, that's right. right. Yes, and rate them in the app. Always. Now, this is this is the part of the show yes. where um, I ask you to give me a number between 1 and 20, Beth. 3. 3. Oh, okay. All right. It's my lucky number. That's a good one. You That's got a nice one. Pop culture trivia. Pop culture trivia. Oh, uh, okay. No. Um, hold on. Okay, so John, you have to. All right, I'm going to explain Can this. I... So, Beth, John has. Um, he has an addiction. Problem. He really yeah, it's problem. Not just, it's not just K-pop. And it's not. I. I'm. You know, I'm texting your wife later. Um. He loves to have all of these trivia games in his house. He, mm-hmm. Well, mostly just trivia and cards, not even games. He really. just like, yeah, I, just the trivia cards. I need uh, to, yes. I need full disclosure. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I have 23 full sets of Trivial Pursuit oh. question card at home. Oh wow! This is so, just you, you're you're his you're, you're that's your my wheelhouse. <laughs> John, this is your sister so you from another category <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, right. No, so but he loves trivia and he loves having trivia cards. So he is going on after sales or he's going to big lots or mm -hmm. wherever else Tuesday morning and he buys trivia cards and he mm -hmm. does this because then. At the end of these podcasts, he asks us questions, um, and probably now it's not it's not as much set up for me to lose as it used to be, which I'm very thankful. And there's no prize for winning this other than yes, oh. you get to do oh, now, she now. She doesn't want to participate. Never mind. Then no, I don't yeah, want to sorry. Do this. Oh. All right. So on these no cards, dragon. Oh, I'm out. Oh. There, I'm out. On these cards, there are there are actually uh, six categories i'm gonna ran i'm gonna roll oh, sorry five categories i'm gonna roll a dice if it happens to come up with six then you get to pick which number category you want if you Please. if you listen in you'll you'll know um you'll play against lee we'll go to five and uh we'll, <laughs> we'll start with you beth oh and okay. it comes up with number six right off the bat so one through five pick one of those numbers i'm gonna go with three again i can't three. help it all right uh knots landing was a spinoff from what tv series Oh no! Oh, I used to know this. Oh, I have no idea. Do you want a hint? I need my husband. I thought, yeah. Well, it takes place in Texas. It's a city. Is in it Texas. Dallas? Yeah, it is Dallas. Absolutely. Is there you go. I do. Like, because you oh. like trivia, I was like, if she she is going to kick herself, then John, John, yeah. just FYI, we've had that question before. We have. So yeah, right, well. yeah you might need to well, shuffle them up. Well, there, I did, I did. Well, okay. uh, this one, this one <laughs> was knows? not a new open pack. She didn't pick a new open pack, oh, okay. so um, I didn't have to cut anything open. Uh, I rolled a two for you, Lee. Which is uh -huh. uh, it looks like it's books. What Stephen oh, King novel sees a teenage yes. girl use her telekinetic? Powers to exact revenge against her classmates at senior prom. Carrie. Of course it's Carrie. That was easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Stephen King fan, man. Yeah. All right. I rolled a four for you, okay. uh, Beth. So one, two, three, four. That's music. Uh, what boy band's best-selling single was Step by Step? What boy band's best-selling single was Step by Step? Oh, man. See, it's... Oh. It's probably between one of two of them in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally is. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess NSYNC and hope it's... Nope. It's the other one. It's the other one. New What's the, the other block. one? New Kids on the Block. Kids on the block. Which Wait. one was oh, the New one Kids that Timberlake? Oh. Which one is Justin Timberlake's one? Uh, no, I think. Yeah, she. No, yeah. And I have sad, no idea. Sad personal fact: New Kids on the Block was my first live concert. <gasps> oh, you need to meet some of my some of my track members. Uh, yeah. Gentleman. If Beth and Deb are listening, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, But yeah, Perfect Gentleman opened for them. And uh, that was before Steve Urkel was Steve Urkel. And they kicked him out of Perfect Gentleman because his voice changed. And he used that to create the character of Steve Urkel. Oh, really? Right along. (laughs) Wow. Weird. That is trivia. John, she should get at least half a point for that trivia. Period. I'm giving her a whole point. Yeah, I think that's fine. I like that. There you go. Wee! All right. Here's yours, Lee. I rolled four for Mm. you as well, which is music. As of 2016, as of Mm. 2016, it's probably when this card was printed, Sean Corey Carter has had 13 albums reach top spots on the Billboard 200. By what name is Sean better known as? What was his name again? Sean Corey Carter. S-C-C. Has had 13 albums reach the top spot on the Billboard 200. It says reach top spot on Billboard 200. Why wouldn't it say uh, reach first place? Well, no, whatever. Well, just, I don't know. Um, Carter, I, I'm, I'm, I, um, I, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. That is absolutely not- correct. <laughs> no. That's a Jay-Z. lie. <laughs> Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Okay, thank you. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, I rolled a one for you, Beth. That's a games, it looks like. Uh, What green fuzzy creature is the official mascot of the Philadelphia Phillies? Oh. um, Oh, shoot. I don't know. He kind of looks like a weird green bee thing. Right, right. And I will He's give got you a this stupid black horn nose. I'll give you, yeah, he does. You, you're describing him perfectly. Um, I know what he looks like. I just don't know his name. He's got, he's got like little black horn ear thingies too. Oh, what's his name? I'll give you, I'll give you a small hint. He's the Philly blank. Philly. <laughs> Another word, you know, fans is short for. All right, it, it's Philly fanatic. It was the Philly fanatic. I was trying. Oh, I was trying, John. Yep. I tried to help. Yeah, yep. you did. You did. That was a good one. Okay. All right. But I mean, sports. That's I'm bound to. Yeah, fail I know. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> if I get a sports question, it'll be like in what you know what year did <laughs> she? She got one about a night the 1970s uh, ice hockey coach. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good. One. Yeah, well, I, uh, All right, two for you, which is, uh, well, books. I guess books, books and art, I guess, because uh, this question is about an artist. What painter oh, okay. died while recuperating from routine gallbladder surgery at the age of 58? What pain- painter died while recuperating from routine gallbladder surgery at the age of 58? Pollock? No. Oh. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Oh. oh that was my oh. guess. That that's yeah. a good guess. I just I guess I thought he was older. Oops. No, they're r- right about the same time, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, and I don't even know if Pollock's dead. So, oops, sorry, sorry, uh-huh. people that majored <laughs> in art history. Oops. Okay, I rolled a three for you, Beth. Um, who directed the movie trilogy, The Lord of the Rings? Who directed The Lord of the Rings, basically, and The Hobbit, as it turns out. Right, Brian, Brian something. No, um, no, no. Peter something. 
Oh, well, then I have no idea. Okay, so that if it had been a book question about the Lord of the Rings, I'd been fine. My first grade. Well, here, let me give you the book question that's on this on this card. What was (laughs) what was John Grisham's debut 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 novel? What was John Grisham's debut novel? Novel debut. Oh man, which one came out first? Client. Mm-mm. No. That was a time to kill. The other one, by the way, was Peter Jackson. Uh, All right, Peter thanks. Jackson. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope. We actually have had that one. I do remember that one because um, it was a it was the tattoo <laughs> one. What is what is Ed Hardy famous for? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, this is too easy. But uh, but you have to know the other person. Okay, so this okay. is gonna be more difficult. All right, a roll of two, which is what duo? Co-created Spider-Man. What duo co-created Spider-Man? And Lee. One of them's easy. What a surprise! One of them's easy. And and I'm when I saw Far From Home, his name would have been another executive producer, Jack Kirby. No, Steve Ditko. Oh. Steve, Steve Ditko. Ditko. All right. Jack Kirby probably did all the other ones with him, but okay, yeah. Shoot. Okay, uh, Beth, what do, well, what do, where do Archie, Betty, Reggie, and Veronica go to school? Riverdale High? That is correct. Hey, hey. Right. There Lee. you go. Yeah. Lee, you get. I'm not going to get Riverdale High, am I? <laughs> mystery. You get mystery number five, whatever that, it's a person's uh, head with okay. a question mark inside of it. Uh, <laughs> who tried and failed to jump the Snake River Canyon on a rocket powered motorcycle? Evil Knievel. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. I rolled a four. Uh, let's see. Uh, by what name is singer Robert Zimmerman better known as? By what name is singer Robert Zimmerman better known? I added the as before. But. Uh. Hey, ha. I have no idea what you were trying to give. I was as, I was trying to do an impersonation of the singer. Uh, you sound like Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, but that wasn't that was not the impression <laughs> yeah, that, that I was trying to work. do. Yeah, no. People that already know the answer are going, "What the heck was that?" <laughs> he he. Look, I'll give you this hint. He is he has a very unique voice, and uh, this day and age, probably would never uh, get a recording contract. Yeah, see, the first thing I thought of with weird voice. Oh, I know now. Tim. Was I who? now know. But was who? Tiny no, not, Tim. She no, thought Tiny Tim. Tim, but no. That's not it. He did a lot of music in the 60s. Yeah, he's very he's a uh, traditionally a folk artist, and everyone freaked out when he went to electric. Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan is correct. Yes. Hey, hey. Give me uh-huh. enough clues. That, get there did eventually. she win five? <laughs> did she win? Wasn't yeah, that five that, for that's her? four. She's got one more. Oh, to go. okay. Um, uh, all right. Here you go. Uh, I, speaking of four, I rolled a four. Well, it's more music. Huh? Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, yes. Jimi oh. Hendrix, mm-hmm. and Kurt Cobain all died at what age? 22. No. You said it with such confidence, 29. though. I feel like I should give it. To- no. I feel like I should give 27. it. 27. Yes. 27 is correct. Oh. <laughs> I'm not giving you the point because. Oh, that was so dumb. And now Amy Winehouse is also. Amy Winehouse uh-huh. as well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang yeah. it. I oh I knew that. <laughs> oh. Irritating. 
right. So I've got I've got I've got a, a I rolled a three. So technically, you get the TV question. I just don't know if mm-hmm. I feel comfortable asking this question, but okay. Just because. Well, I'm, you could ask a different card. Yeah, I could go to a different card. It was it's it's a one from the Jersey Shore, and I'm like, I don't feel yeah, like I should no. be. Uh, no. Yeah. All right. So, oh, here we go. <laughs> what pop culture saying, inspired by a scene in the sitcom Happy Days, is used to describe a point of decline in a TV series? Jumping the shark. Jumping the yes. shark. Yes. Which is a, basically what this bit has done so far. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Beth, thank you for being a good sport. I appreciate that. Um, and oh, let everyone thank know. You for having me. Let everyone know where they can find you again at, at DragonCon and on the webs. So our track room is in the Hilton on the Galleria level. We're in Hilton Galleria Eight, and I'm online at DragonCon Silk Road on Facebook. We have our own group there, and I can be reached at silkroad at dragoncon.org for email. There you Excellent. go. All right, Beth, thank you for taking time out of, you know, as we approach only three weeks left of DragonCon. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're plenty busy learning, <laughs> learning that a director's job is never done. Um, mm. <laughs> and wondering at this point probably why you signed up to do any of this. No, just kidding. Um, so we appreciate you taking the time out and we appreciate your volunteers too. Please, 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 yes. please thank your volunteers for us. Um, and those of you listening, of course, always thank a volunteer at least once a day uh, at DragonCon because they are doing their best uh, to make your experience even better. So we appreciate all their Absolutely. hard work. Absolutely. So well said, it. John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. So, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yay. So until Thank next you, time, Lee. for Lee and Beth, this is John saying peace. Bye. This has been a production of The Unique Geek. To leave a comment or suggestion, call us at 813-3210-TUG or email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com. Follow The Geeks on Twitter at sign The Unique Geek. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license.